Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? I have a lot written down. Yeah, please. So, there, there's a big question that I asked myself when I walked into the theater. Like, what, 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 what is the goal of, of this adaptation? Because the, uh, the 2013... Live action Cinderella movie? Was it 13 or was it Man, 15? I don't know because I did not watch it and frequently forgets, forget it exists. It's fine. The, the The goal of that adaptation was just like, we, we just, we, we want to, we just want to make like... Cinderella not we, stupid. Well, that they, they... She's still stupid, isn't she? Of course well, she um, is. Okay, listen. But I, mean, I meant the story. I mean, the story of Cinderella, uh, the original movie is kind of bare bones. It's Do very bare bones. make it less bare bones? Is that, is that the point? They didn't know. To give, to give us didn't... some background? No, they, they, they do some oh. good, they do some interesting stuff with it, but it's still got pretty much the same problems. But the goal with Cinderella was just to just to be the same story. Like we're gonna do the same story again, and it worked for the most part. Uh, it, Here's it, the thing: I've never seen that movie. I remember seeing the trailer, and there being the line of her mother that was like, "Always be nice," or whatever the fuck it was. It was more eloquent than that, but it was basically <laughs> that. And I fucking hated it because I knew for a fact that being nice gives this girl way more shit than being assertive would be like maybe if she wasn't always so nice she wouldn't have three women just always towering over her all the time and she could maybe tell them to shut their bitch traps and maybe clean their own room every once in a while (laughs) yeah you don't watch it you're not gonna you're you're gonna (laughs) like it you're gonna you're gonna like it about as much as you like the original trust me so This way it does. She... Okay, but but okay, but does so she so mice though. Does so she mice though. So the goal of uh, of the 2016 Jungle Book movie was to was to kind of uh, bridge the Jungle Book into this kind of surrealism with how amazingly rendered the jungle is. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. It is almost nothing like the original. Yeah, the original is like a goofy 50s romp. But that live action movie is just this like beautiful, just I don't know what to call it. It's just a, it's a beautiful spectacle. If I was if I was younger, I would be afraid of snakes because of that movie. Uh, if I was younger, I would be afraid of fucking tigers because of that movie. Nah, nah, it's a snake that got me. He throws a wolf off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And that is the most frightening part of that movie. Now the most frightening part is Scarlett Johansson telling me that everything's going to be okay right before she kills me. See, because I'm, um, I don't <laughs> want to talk about how that part made me feel. So, the other thing is, I mean, we are good. completely ignoring King good. Louis, who is oh the most horrifying CGI, also fucking scary. Um, the him the fact that he was pr- like talk singing "I Want to Be Like You" made it worse too. Like, mm-hmm. like. What a what a crazy pastiche of a man. It was it was spooky. <laughs> I did not like that. That was ugh. But yeah, so so I think so I was I was wondering like it what 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 is this live action Beauty and the Beast going to try to capture? What does it want to do? Cuz cuz mm-hmm. cuz you can't you can't just retell the same story. I honestly thought uh again when I saw the trailer for this, they used 
only clips that were in the original Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Which is kind of clever marketing, but it made me worried that they were just going to make the same movie, but live action. And I did not want that. I didn't want that either. And mm-hmm. they they changed some stuff, but I think the big thing that this movie wanted to, to capture or wanted, wanted to make me feel is, is when you watch the original Beauty and the Beast, it is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they realize that they can't recapture the mystery of that film because everyone knows what the story is now. So they then just thought, let's let's make this movie a spectacle again. Yeah, I can see that. And I think when you're going for a live action movie, you want it to look visually beautiful, mm-hmm. especially if you can use CGI in a, in a way that's good enough. And be our guest in this movie is stunning. Can I tell you, can I tell you the one thing I hated in this movie? Oh, yeah? When Mrs. Potts winks at the camera. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, that um, was Slow crescendo. Yeah. She slowly approaches the screen. Like, maybe she's gonna burst through it. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't think there needed to be that much build-up for that bit. (laughs) Um... But I did, but yes, Be Our Guest is visually amazing in this it, movie. And it was in the original movie in a different way, yeah. too. Yeah, and I think people people like, I, I, me, I do this as well, but people people like to shit on CGI for making movies look bad. Beca- it often does. Because it often I, does. We might, be, we might be over a hill in that, you know what, no, there are still movies that have terrible CGI in them. Yeah, there are. But, but and, and the reason yeah, for I saw that the Jungle Book and then this movie, you know, they, they're really good CGI. Yeah, and like that, the thing that people need to understand about CGI is CGI is effective when it's directed and animated well. CGI is animation, and so it, in a weird way, like the 2016 Jungle Book is one of the best animated movies I've ever seen because of that. Because well, part of it is because you can forget that it is animated because there's a kid running around. Yeah. And he is the only real thing in this movie. If you ever you, yeah. you've, you've seen those clips, yeah. right? It's just him in front of a screen green puppets? Yeah, occasionally occasionally there's like like an actual log there for him to stand on, but it's yeah. for the most part just him and like people with finger puppets. Hey, by the way, I don't know what that kid's going to end up doing with his life. But he is an amazing child actor. So good. Because I cannot imagine that a lot of children could not only pull off a convincing performance, but do it without any other actors to work off to of. To work off of, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think people should remember that CGI CGI is a form of animation. It's a style of animation. And if you can utilize it well, you can make something beautiful. And what what you're doing when you're animating with CGI is what you're doing when you're animating in classically. You, you're you're going to set limits for yourself and work within those limits. So when when you sit down and you say we're going to make a live action Jungle Book or Beauty and the Beast, what you're actually saying is we're going to make a movie in which these live action people interact with animated objects, and we're going to make it look good. And that's hard to do. I was going to say that sounds scary. Sounds like it sounds like an impossible dream. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are going to be really hasty to think to themselves, well, we don't need another, we don't need another Jungle Book, we don't need another Beauty and the Beast, we don't need another Lion King because 
the animated versions are beautiful and they're good at what they do. And those people. Here's the thing. Let me let me finish. Yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. You finish. I'm sorry. And and those people that you brought up Lion King. That those people are right. We don't need another animated Lion King because it mm-hmm. exists. But guess fucking what? Having a like a CGI animated Lion King. That's fucking rad. I'm totally down for that because you have an entirely new group of people retelling this story in a in a new structure. CGI is a different thing. It's a different medium. And I would love to see what the Lion King looks in it. And I think Beauty and the Beast and uh, the Jungle Book, uh, the Jungle Book more so, thrive in this new medium. Mm-hmm. And. And having more of the same, like, yeah, like, people can talk up their ass about, oh, there's no originality in Hollywood. Fuck off with that. That's a different discussion. But yeah, I'm happy. It's, it's a true discussion, but, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a whole philosophical debate that's wrong. Uh, well, okay. We're in a direct-to-video, so we can talk about it if you want. And if you don't want, we don't need to. Okay, so well, the, my problem when everybody's like, there's no originality in Hollywood, it's like, you're, you're, you're thinking about it wrong. Like, What's your definition of what originality is? Because at the end of the day, quote unquote, like nothing's quote unquote original. Everything builds on other things. Hmm. Originality in art is a matter of presentation. It's a matter of taking age-old ideas and presenting them in a way that feels fresh. There's always going to be, quote, more original ideas. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to... That doesn't mean that you can't remake something and have it be an original idea. You can do that mm-hmm. just as easily as you can just make something new, which is to say not that easily at all. Okay. Yeah, I buy that. A, a decent argument I've heard was that there ha- there has never been originality in Hollywood because the first Hollywood films have mostly been just off of books or old stories or sometimes musicals. And so you're never actually going to get originality. It's just now producers are paying for what they know will sell, which is a movie that sold well last time, that at least people are going to see for the spectacle. Yeah, the the discussion about originality in Hollywood is a discussion of how do we encourage diversity in Hollywood? Yeah, that's that what, better. Because people don't realize that that's what they want. What they want is diversity. They want more things. It's not that they don't want more of the same. If they didn't want more of the same, more of the same wouldn't sell so well. I like that. I like that that uh, that idea. Speaking of diversity, though. Okay. I fucking mm, loved every background character in this movie so much. <laughs> like just. I loved I loved the background characters when they interacted with LeFou. And I think it's just that I liked LeFou. LeFou is fantastic. Josh Gad does an amazing job in this movie. Holy shit. Yeah, I liked him, but after after it was over, and after I had gone home, and after a week of thinking about it, I thought, yeah, but maybe they should have made him a little bit less like a, like the gay friend in a romantic comedy. The gay, The gay in this movie, to me, isn't worth talking about. It's... Yeah? It's inoffensive, okay. but they don't do anything with it. That was I... the thing. They they announced... Well, that, that was my big deal with it. They announced um, LeFou was gay. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. A theater in Alabama refused to play the movie. And then I went to see the movie, and even though he's, like, stereotypically gay, yeah, it doesn't factor into the actual plot that much. At all, even. And I kind of... Well, it, it does sort of explain why he is always at Gaston's side. 
Uh, but other than that, yeah. And I, I didn't love. I, I, I feel like there need to be more gay characters in media. So you know what? Yeah. If all they want to do is make them gay and then not change the plot at all, that's great. Um, but it felt it. It kind of felt like they were trying something out in case people might take offense to it. Like they were afraid to do anything more with it. Have you watched Star Trek Beyond? Uh, you mean the sequel to the bad one? No. All right, we're I gonna talk it about was we're also gonna bad. Mm, mm, I don't want to talk about Into Darkness right now. Uh, but Star okay. Trek Beyond. It's the only thing I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch in that I didn't like. So, I haven't actually seen him that much, but can I? It's still an important distinction. No, you go. <laughs> can I? Can I please? May I? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you on your podcast, but can I? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one out. Uh, that's mean. I feel like no, you're. Gonna, I feel like you're gonna feel bad when you get to that part while you're editing. You're gonna be like, Ooh. sick of you being the funnier guy and me just being the dude who interrupts all the time. <laughs> Sorry. So, Star Trek Beyond. The they they made they made this decision to have. Uh, oh fuck! I forget the name of the character because I don't watch Star Trek that much. Okay, there are only a few: Kirk, Spock, Bones. Nope. Um The. Oh man, I need to remember her name because I can't call her the black girl. <laughs> not uh, her. <laughs> Definitely not her. Ufura, Lufura. Ohura. Ohura. Um. Scotty. <laughs> mm, no. Uh, fuck. Not Chekhov either. All right. Well, you know more. You know the... more Star Trek names than I do. I've seen a few movies. Uh, so. the, mm. Oh, I'm so mad that I can't remember his name. And and yeah, and I want to remember his name because I don't just want to call him the Asian one. Oh, um, Sulu. Sulu. God fucking Sulu. thank you. Fuck. Okay, Jap- yeah, Japanese-American man. The Japanese-American man makes me sound like a an announcer from the 50s. Okay. I wonder where you're going to go with the the there. So, so Sulu. What's so, to do with yeah, Sulu? So in, in Star Trek Beyond... Uh, Sulu is gay. Now, here's the here's the great thing about that, is they don't talk about it. What mm-hmm. happens is there's a scene in the film where they're on shore leave, and Sulu gets off and he's greeted by by a cute little girl, and you're like, oh, it's oh look, it's 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 maybe his daughter, and this like super hot dude, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> is this his husband? And they like they like kiss and they walk off. Meanwhile, Kirk is standing there like pontificating about how he wishes he could how he wishes he could settle down that's interesting although it does bring into question why did he decide to leave for five years well at at, at, in star trek beyond they're coming to the end of of those five years uh that's even worse you tell me he misses he missed his daughter's childhood sulu there's not even money in this universe man there's no reason to do that well they're out in deep space for five years, and from what I can tell, his husband and daughter try to visit them when they're ever, whenever they're on shore leave. Okay. But okay. So yeah, Sorry. he does. I, he I, he I does miss. Broken holes in this movie. I haven't even seen. Yeah. Um. So he does miss quite a bit of his daughter's life, but mm-hmm. um. The 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 reason I bring it up is because the way that they do this is fantastic. They 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 show this relationship and then they just let it be. 
And while that's not perfect, it makes Sulu a three-dimensional character who happens to be a gay man. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Movies need more characters that that aren't defined by their gayness or mm-hmm. by their sexuality. Um, in it's too often in movies like characters, especially in action movies, characters are very much defined by their sexuality. Like James Bond, ninety percent of his character is the fact that he is a womanizer, mm-hmm. things like that. And the fact that a character yeah. can just be gay and that not impact his uh like that that all that is is just another facet to his personality it's not the definition that's good lefou in this movie is de- is in a way defined by his gayness because he's defined his life is defined by his attractiveness to gaston but do you know what i don't hate about that though yeah it's be- the, what i don't hate about it is that in this movie so many people are defined by one aspect of themselves. Yeah. And it's not something... And it's not because they're two-dimensional. is because they have been defined by this one aspect of themselves. Yeah. Like, Gaston is talking to Belle about how women can't do this and that. And she is the only woman who is pushing against this. And everybody else accepts it. Again, maybe because they're all weird brainwashed... But that means that if LeFou is defined by his gayness, women are also defined by being women. And it doesn't make them less three-dimensional. It's just a product of where they are and when they are. Here's where that breaks down. Okay. Where that breaks down is that in this movie, you have women who are defined by their womanness and are used and, and, are st- and still manage to be, uh, in some way, because of that definition, complex. Belle is complex because she's choosing to not concede to those ideals and to be her the person that she wants to be mrs potts despite being this traditional filling this traditional mother role has other facets to her character mm-hmm. like there there are examples of women who aren't defined by being women as well as examples of women who are defined by being women um like the three kind of ditzy girls who throw themselves at gaston um that yeah. kind of that crazy old woman who we later find out is cogsworth's wife or something yes but he well here's the thing about that here's the thing about that i i saw that and i thought okay cogsworth might also be gay that see i thought cogsworth was gay because uh ian mckellen is a gay man and i was like well that's that's what made me think of it is and especially because he had this okay i didn't think of it this way until after they turned back but when he says to lumiere it was a pleasure serving with you. I thought that might have been like a deeper thing, but you know, you keep it. He still kept it professional because he's because he's Cogsworth. Well, I mean, listen, you and McGregor is fine. Mm. Well, the thing is, when his wife showed up, he was horrified, surprised, and scared. Yeah, he said he he whispered to the gods, "Turn me back into a clock, or change back into a clock, change back to a clock." Because he so did not want to be with this woman. Which makes me think, and maybe he's gay too. So, But here's the problem with LeFou. The big problem is that, it, is that LeFou is defined by his gayness. And for the most mm. part, is used as a punchline. There's, there's a lot of moments where his gayness kind of is the punchline. And But I don't... There, there has been but a... I'm not sure if it is 
if it is a punchline in itself or if it is because it's always contrasted against Gaston. There is a there has always been a huge problem in Hollywood where uh, gay characters are used simply as a punchline. Like if you like the from fucking like uh, Will and Grace to now, like it, like the 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 gay best friend who is just there to be joked about is a massive yeah. problem. Here's my only here's here's my thing about LeFou though. I really like LeFou's character. So in do this, I. in this movie. And one of the things is he sings the song to Gaston and this is the first thing everybody thinks of when when you say LeFou is gay. Oh, okay, because he, he wrote this whole song for Gaston. And he still does that, but in doing it, he shows way more complexities to his character. He pays people to sing the song and he gets them to sing the lines he needs them to sing. And then he gets people to sword fight Gaston and it seemed like intentionally lose. Yeah. So that so that Gaston can be the biggest guy in the room. And even though they end that whole scene on a on kind of a like a like a gay joke ending where he says where Gaston asks why a woman hasn't snatched him up and he says, uh, I've heard I'm too clingy. It still shows more of his character than just hey he's he's gay so he's trying to cheer up the guy that he likes you know and i think i think there is a huge i think there is a problem with this movie and making and just making gay jokes for the fact that there's a gay character there but also i think that the that lefou as a character does have more to him he does and i i think he i think what i'm saying is that he's brought down because of those jokes like you could you could remove them like just don't have them in there they don't add anything to the movie and they're not that particularly funny well here's the other thing though he was funny and since he was delivering most of the jokes i found them funny but that's the thing josh gad is hilarious josh gad is great he was he was very good he was very everything every, every scene that he was in he played it pretty perfectly especially when you consider you know, he goes he he goes into this uh last minute panicked transformate transformation actually um one one of the lines that i liked in the mob song they added in was him singing about how how he was uh god i can't i can't remember the line because it'd be easier to just quote it Actually, I wonder if I can remember the line. I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. Hmm. There's a beast running wild, there's no question, but I fear the wrong monster's released. Yeah. So where he has where he has the he's starting to get more and more moments where he realizes Gaston has gone off the deep end, but he has spent so long supporting him that he cannot stop. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, and he gets that across with so little. But I believe it the whole time that he does it. I either I either wish that Disney hadn't made such a big deal out of it because they didn't have to. It would have yeah. just been a fun little thing, like oh, they decided to commit to this uh, this kind of theory that everybody's been floating around. Because let's be honest, it's it it's a good theory. It's nice. If if you watch the first movie, it makes a lot of sense. Although it makes you a lot sadder when he's in a scene. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Or, or I wish that they just, like, I, I just wish that they had done more with it. Like, 
it's there, it's nice, but at the end of the day, the the most that they do with it is make a couple of jokes at the expense of his gayness, and that pisses me off. Like, you can, they could have done so much more. And I feel like a lot of what's great about LeFou in this movie isn't that the writers wanted to do more with his character, it's that Josh Gad wanted to do more with his character. Yeah, I think you might be right. And another thing along the same line is, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> I had a thought oh, no. about LeFou, and it is just gone. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS? VHS DVD Extras. I have been Tony Revisto. And I have been your host, Andres I'm struggling. Do I, do I want to go with the, the full beast lips? Is that what I want to focus on here? <laughs> Those were good lips. Yeah. Reyes. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. That got me hard. Oh. Uh, you can uh, you can find me at royalty underscore valens on Twitter. Yes, and uh, you can find me at Theater Vets with an ER. Uh, remember to uh, check us out on iTunes or Google or our website, wherever you find our podcasts. And if you can, give us that sweet, sweet five-star review. It really helps uh, yeah. get us on the leaderboards. Yeah, and, and, and let's do a real sit-down chat about this, because we have a decent amount of listeners, and I am very happy for all that all of you are here joining us. Somebody leave a goddamn review. We have four listeners in China. What? Can one of you Chinese people open up iTunes? I literally do not know. But if you can, it would be so nice for you to leave a review, and I would just love our only review to be in Chinese. That would be hilarious, actually. Yeah. Wouldn't that be delightful? I would love that. Guys, this is really how more people find out about us. And then, if more people find out about us, we can spend more time talking about stupid movies. <laughs> yeah, because that'll give us a, a bigger incentive to... Well, it'll give me a bigger incentive anyway to, to sleep less and work on editing these things more. Exactly. Listen to him. Listen, listen to how much he wants to work for you. <laughs> I need it. I gotta enslave myself to capitalism. It's really the only way we get by. I mean, that's not true. I work, like, two jobs. I was going I, I meant as slaves to capitalism. Oh, as slaves to cap. yes. Just in general, as slaves to capitalism, not because of the podcast, as slaves to capitalism. I, we don't make money on this. I would love if we, you know, made something off of this. That'd be awesome. Smile. If we only got, like... Smiles on faces. Smile, aww. That'd be great. You know what? I immediately took it to monetary, and you, you took it to smiles on faces, and I love that. Uh, we could just end on like a good memory. Like let's let's just sit here and just think for a little bit on, about how much we want to kiss those CGI lips. They're they're good fucking lips. But here's the other thing I wanted to mention: Lee Rosevere. Yes. We use his music, Penguins on Parade, for our podcast, and it's really good music. And he does a lot of other really good music. There's a I was just poking around his uh, his library, and I found something called Going Out for Coffee or something, and it's like a light but almost noir feeling huh. music, and it's just it's just a good it's just it's just a good tune. 
you, as a listener, should go check that out. Because, you know what? Why the fuck not? Life's too short. Did we cover all our bases? I think we covered all the bases. So, oh, actually, you know what? I also, um, if you go to direct2.video, which is our website, I put up a couple more uh, YouTube videos. I don't really know how to share stuff on YouTube anymore. Hmm. I used to use YouTube all the time when I was in high school, and now I don't. Um, it's changed The only one that's gotten, that's gotten, like, an amount of views, because most of them just sit there. Mm. Yeah. Is the one that I cut out of the Beauty and the Beast one, Gaston and Toxic Masculinity. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's mostly it's mostly you talking about your theory about why Gaston is the way he is. Yeah. And I fucking loved it, so I took it out and made that, because it made me completely rethink his role in that movie. Yeah. And again, after this past year or so, it, it, um, it's something that I I think it's important to think about. It's important to... Um, definitely. To, to think about how masculinity and the idea that as a man you need to be something specific and what that means for you and for society is important that's those are important thoughts to have yeah uh and it's like it's like four minutes you can go you can go look at it it's you don't even need to look at it the video is just it's just a direct-to-video thing it's not even they're all great like just little teasers if you need to entice somebody with a little sip of what we do yeah i also did one that um i did mostly because i had listened to the balto 2 one again just to see why it was so popular and i can't figure it out um where I just um, put together, I think, a few of my own rants about bears, <laughs> uh, just just like the just like the big stuff about how much I hated the bears in these movies, and just played that. Yeah. So that's in there. That, that was fun. That's yeah. That, that's like that's like a minute, so you can go check that out too. Uh, oh, we'll man. try to add more to that because I I like I like finding I like finding our our gems that we that we have yeah ended up with out of these conversations. So and, and until next time, I am the ghost of John Smith. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. You had no earthly idea what I was about to say. Hmm. Well, <sighs> if... Probably something about gayness, right? I, I give you full permission, although you don't need it, to interrupt me next time if it comes back to you. It's, and although you don't need it, God, you're an asshole. Thank you. <laughs> uh. <laughs>